This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame, so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Heidi Murkoff, and I'm a mom on a mission, a mission to help you know what to expect every step of the way. Ever wish that moms ran the world, or at least ran the country? I've had that recurring daydream for years now. It goes something like this. If moms ran the world, we'd have health care for everyone. No pregnancy would go uncared for. No child would go to sleep hungry. No parent would have to work three jobs to keep a roof over their family's head. Or choose between paying the rent or paying for prescriptions. And no mom would have to choose between nurturing her newborn and going without a paycheck. 
So far, my dream hasn't quite come true. But with more moms than ever running for office in the U.S., we are getting closer with every election. Moms like Kirsten Gillibrand, she's been serving for 14 years, first in the U.S. House of Representatives and now as the junior senator from New York, my first home state. And she has served even longer as a mom to 16-year-old Theo and 12-year-old Henry. Oh, and by the way, no big deal, she recently ran for president. I am so excited to welcome Senator Kirsten Gillibrand. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Heidi. It's my pleasure. So first things first, we all know that moms are amazing at multitasking, but I got to ask, is it true that you spent 12 hours on the floor of the house debating a farm bill the day before you went into labor with Henry? Is that a new DIY technique that I should be adding to what to expect when you're expecting? Well, <laughs> it's sort of true. I was in an armed services markup for the 12 hours before I went into labor. And so it starts at 9 a.m. and it goes usually till midnight. But I told the chairman in advance that I was going to leave at 9 p.m. because I knew that I was not staying awake past 9 p.m. because it was due like in a few days. And so I was so uncomfortable all day long <laughs> and I was clearly having early labor contractions. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And so I got home and I went to bed and sure enough, my water broke at 1 a.m. that morning. So I was in early labor all day long. Yeah. That was good timing because it could have, it could have broken on, you know, the floor. And I actually went to a Hillary fundraiser on the way home. <laughs> so I not only did my armed services markup, but then I stopped at Hillary's event just to say hello. And then Head, head, headed home and was in bed by 10 o'clock. Okay, because you just had to add another layer of mom multitasking. Just had to add another thing that day, yes. I always say it takes a mom to get a mom, right? Yeah. And how has being a mom yourself and getting what moms go through every day in this country, how has it helped shape your policy priorities? Well, it's not a surprise that I'm the leading sponsor in the Senate on national paid leave. Um, I personally know, know how important it is that parents have a chance to bond with their newborns, their new adopted children. Um, parents need to be with children when they're sick or ill uh, mm -hmm. or have a diagnosis and hospitalization. Uh, individuals need to be with their spouses when their spouse is sick or unable to work and needs care at home. So I know as a mom and as a wife that, uh, and as a daughter that our families are important and that we have to be able to make time for them to spend important time during these moments in people's lives that everybody has. And so uh, we have moved the ball significantly on paid family leave. It was a non-issue when we started advocating it probably I don't know, what was it, eight years ago? And yeah. now, not only is it debated in every presidential debate, there's multiple ideas about how to do it. And I really believe that if Joe Biden is elected president, we will sign a national paid leave bill in his first 100 days. Like, I really feel like this time has come and parents desperately need this support for when they have new children, newborn children, or when their parents are ill and dying. They need this flexibility. And every other industrialized country in the world has it. So we are so far behind everyone else. I know. And that, that holds true for a lot of policies, I got to say. And I just read today that France added 28 days of paid leave 
for fathers. It's great. And mandated that. Our bill is gender neutral. So any parent can take up to three months paid um, and they'd get 66% of their salary. And it's an earned benefit. Everybody would buy in across their lifetime. So it's always there for you. And it's there for you for all life events, whether it's a dying parent or a new baby. Exactly. And I feel like I've never met a mom who would say, we don't need family, paid family leave. (laughs) I doubt it. Every parent, but especially parents who have to work extra hard and it's taking that time away from their job so they can nurture their baby is super important. What inspired you to run for office in the first place? Well, it was really my grandmother. Um, She was a woman who never had the opportunity to go to college and worked uh, in our state legislature as a secretary. And she was smart enough as a a young grandma to take me to events and to campaign headquarters and uh, rallies. And so I really loved politics. And so I knew that it was a way to be heard. It was a way to lift up the voices of my community, people who weren't being listened to. And I always aspired to public service. And so after I spent about a decade in the law, uh, about a decade working on other people's campaigns, I finally had the courage to run. Uh, But it was definitely the lessons of my grandmother and my mother um, daring me to be different, daring me to try to do hard things, to not give up. And so when I first ran for office, it was in my home district, two to one Republican district. And I ran despite all odds and... I did win. So uh, miracles can happen. And I had a lot of help. And it was one of those wave elections where people got elected all across the country. That's awesome. Now, you don't have daughters, you have sons, but do you feel you're instilling that same lesson to them that your grandmother and mother instilled in you? I'm certainly trying. Um, it's my, my oldest is 16 and my youngest is 12 and they're basically both teenagers. So yeah. uh, do they listen to mom at all? Mm, not a lot, but I keep trying to instill in them the values that I hold most dear. I think it'll stick. It's one of those things that you don't know at the time. I can, I can only <laughs> yeah. hope. I can only hope. So we've touched a little bit on paid family leave and For me, I always ask this question over and over again because I can't understand what the answer could be. But why do we in the U.S. make it just so hard to be a parent in every way possible? I think it's really simple. I think it's because not enough women are elected to office. We only have approximately 25% women in Congress. And until we get to 51%, I don't think we're going to have the family-friendly policies that we deserve. We don't have paid leave. We don't have equal pay for equal work. We don't have affordable daycare. We don't have universal pre-K. We don't have a family bill of rights, which is one thing I worked on on the presidential campaign and rolled it out with lots of ideas about how to really make um, it possible for people to provide for their family and work and be good parents at the same time. So uh, these are things that need leaders. And I think... uh, if we can elect more women um, and more parents, I think we'll have a better shot at it. I could not agree more. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. 
something that won't stress you out. Something like the skylight frame. The skylight frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her skylight frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a skylight frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation, so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second grade teacher, and written by my husband Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check the backseat. Check the backseat. All right, come here. Check the backseat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. One of those issues also that I think impacts women more is health care. Yeah. And the last time that we saw each other was actually at a Mother's Day event. We were all trying to protect the Affordable Care Act. Yes, I remember. And especially as it relates to pregnant women, to moms, there are still threats to that Affordable Care Act. Can you just tell us a little bit about what is at stake, what the risks are, what the threats are, and who they might affect most? 
we're most concerned about health care in this debate about the next Supreme Court justice, mm -hmm. because if, in fact, Trump decides to place a new justice who's ultra conservative, there's a decision going to happen in November that if it goes the wrong way, the Affordable Care Act will be removed and there'll no longer be a requirement that you cover all people, even if you have pre-existing conditions. And so a lot of people's health care is going to be a grave risk with a potentially ultra-conservative justice uh, to replace Justice Ginsburg. I also believe health care is on the ballot. I think if you vote for Joe Biden, then health care will become a right, not a privilege. It will be guaranteed for all Americans. I believe if you vote for President Trump, he will dismantle the Affordable Care Act brick by brick until no one has guaranteed access. And I think a lot of women don't realize, um, first of all, there's the contraception that's covered under the ACA, which can be quite unaffordable and not accessible yeah. otherwise. For instance, an IUD costs like $900 and under the Affordable Care yeah. Act, it could be free. And birth control for a year would cost $100, $150, $200, depending on what your copay is. Exactly. And I think something else they don't realize is that before the ACA, and this happened to me because I got pregnant, I didn't have health insurance. We had just gotten married. I wasn't under Eric's plan. And so we were faced with like, do we pay for pregnancy out of pocket or do we lie about the dates and try to get some health insurance, which we ultimately did. But that pregnancy was a pre-existing condition. Like you could not get care if you were pregnant. It's outrageous. I mean, it's outrageous. It's about hu humanity. Like, are you kidding it's me? It's about humanity. And also it's about cost. Like, what is the cost of prenatal care versus the cost of a NICU stay yeah. or preterm birth or all the other complications? Absolutely. So even if you're not particularly compassionate about pregnant women, you should want to, if you're concerned about the bottom line. Yeah, exactly. And with the ACA Medicaid expansion, it's still not in 14 states. And that means that pregnant women, their care, their prenatal care lapses at two months after delivery. That's outrageous. And that leaves so many vulnerable women at risk, not just for pregnancy complications that might go undiagnosed, but also for postpartum depression. I loved your first 100 days plan. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> so you want to just tell us what your wish list for maternal health care would be? So for maternal health care, I had this family bill of rights and I looked at what it's, what, what does it mean to be in a family and to be a parent and what are all the areas where our system is lacking? And so starting from the beginning first, mandatory insurance coverage for prenatal care, for adoption, for uh, IVF if you are having trouble conceiving tax credits for lower income parents, um, ability of LGBT couples to adopt. Uh, those are all like you, everyone is, should be as a human right able to become yeah. a parent. Then second, let's make sure the baby survives. Every baby that comes home would get a baby bundle. It would be a box that could be used as a crib that has swaddling cloth, formula, diapers. Like in Finland. Like in Finland. And you take that box home and that's going to hopefully save your child's life in the first month or two. Third, national paid leave, because we don't have it. 
fourth, um, universal pre-K because it's a whole year that a parent could be working if their child could be in school. And we know every dollar you put into early childhood education is worth at least $11 in that child's lifetime in terms of ability to impact the economy mm -hmm. and then affordable daycare so that we actually can subsidize daycare in this country, make it more affordable and higher quality. So every worker can have access to high quality, affordable daycare. And then one more um, maternal mortality, making sure you survive delivery. And if you're a black woman in this country, you're four times more likely to die in childbirth and within a year of giving birth because of all the institutional racism in our healthcare system. So uh, we would create these um, maternity kits where every emergency room, every delivery room would have a tray of all the equipment that's needed when a woman begins to bleed mm -hmm. out or when her blood pressure crashes or all these different things when sometimes they're not prepared uh, they don't have the tools on hand to actually save her life. We also will educate doctors and nurses to understand what unconscious or other bias might look like so that they, when a black woman says, I don't feel right, you believe her and you don't say, oh, you're fine, honey, you just had a baby when she's actually bleeding out or her blood pressure is crashing. Those are the things we want to guarantee. We want to make sure every person can survive childbirth, that we can survive the first few months, that you can provide for your kids in the first few years. If we had that as a country, we'd be much healthier and much happier. We'd be much, much more successful as well. We'd have a better economy. Absolutely. You know, the CDC recently launched the Hear Her campaign, which I'm sure you've been participating in. But it's basically that you have to listen when moms speak. When you feel something is wrong, when you feel something, say something. Yeah. But it doesn't help. I was just having a conversation with a Black mom last night. She was feeling, she actually described it, I feel like I'm dying to the doctor. And they said, well, you know, you don't, that's pregnancy. You know, you feel like you're dying sometimes. It's outrageous, like that poor woman. And she lost the baby because it was a kidney infection. Those are very insidious. You don't necessarily know, you, you can't put your finger on it. You just feel terrible. Right. And nobody listened to her. And nobody listened to her and no one tested her. It's just, I, I hope. I hope she gets some measure of, of justice for I that. I get these, these messages all the time, and it's just heartbreaking. It's so unnecessary, and it tells us so much about the inherent bias, and in, yeah. not just in the healthcare system, but especially in maternal health. There are yep. also gaps in rural care, right, for moms. Yes. I saw a lot of that when I was in Iowa and other rural areas in the country. Uh, I met with moms who had to drive 40 miles just to get a doctor's appointment um, or to deliver their baby. Imagine going into childbirth and having a 40-minute 40, 40 drive. But what had happened in that state is they just kept not, not funding uh, maternal care. And they closed maternity wards. They f fired obstetricians. They just didn't have the care local. So one of the things that we worked on was a bill that Heidi Heidkamp originally wrote from North Dakota. And it's called the Rural Moms Act. And that basically developed better training to run rural health facilities, fixed the shortage by making it easier and cheaper to train new OBGYNs. Um, and created resources for rural maternal care. So what did exist could get the resources they need to be, to be able to offer the care they need. Yeah, and we probably need better broadband access so we can do more telehealth and maybe mobile yeah. units for maternity care. Yeah, yeah, and just better training. So if there is, like, just let's like say 
the closest uh, is just a uh, community health center that they have someone on staff who is knowledgeable on obstet obstetrics and maternal care so that in an emergency there's somewhere to go for some reason we always put moms last and we seem to totally. put moms of color last 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 yeah, yeah. double last. last and it's again it's why we need more women in congress more women of color in congress we need our government to look like us. We need to have 51% of women represented across the board in all levels of government. And then our healthcare would be relevant. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a lot of men just don't understand what it means not to have an OBGYN unit within 50 miles of your home. Mm -hmm. Like that's a problem. They wouldn't even care. So these are the kinds of things we need more women to run for governor. We need more women to run for Senate and House. Hopefully we'll have a woman president someday. Yeah. That will matter. So we just have to keep working hard towards it. All of us. You've been a longtime champion of military families and service members. And recently you co-sponsored the TRICARE Coverage for Doula Support Act with Senator Blumenthal. Mm -hmm. I actually brought them the idea of doulas for military families being covered by TRICARE because I see so many military moms who don't get support. They're serving so far right. from their family and their yeah. friends and their network of support. You know, so doulas would be an important missing link in that care, you know, that they could fill. Yeah. Um, so that even yeah. if a partner's deployed or your mom, especially now during COVID. Yeah, you'd have someone to be at the delivery exactly. with you. Yeah, I think that's super smart. Yeah, that's why I'm on the bill. It reduces costs, too. Totally. And risks to the mother's life. Exactly. And the baby's life. Yes. We talk a lot about supporting the troops. It's, you know, a bumper sticker, the mantra. But I feel, and I, I know you feel, that it's just as important to support the families yes. who are actually serving with them. Absolutely. It's a sacrifice they all make. So what are some ways you think we could better support military families? First of all, one of the challenges is when your spouse gets deployed, you might be in the middle of school or you might be in, have a great job. And so there's so many logistical challenges. So we want to make it easier for spouses to be able to work in their new deployed mm -hmm. area. So a couple of things, helping them transfer whatever their educational and certifications are to new jurisdictions. So making that more streamlined. We also need to make sure that they have access to affordable daycare um, so that spouses, when they do get to a new place, they can actually continue to work or work outside the home because daycare is provided. Um, we need safe housing. Mm -hmm. uh, we've had hearing after yep. hearing about housing that had vermin, roaches, mold. Um, mold. It was so disgusting. Mm -hmm. And so guaranteeing safe, affordable housing for all members of the military and then making sure the communities where military bases are get impact aid because impact aid is actually what funds the school system mm -hmm. and the daycare system and any other system that that family needs to access. So we want to make sure we actually fund the communities where our bases are located. And, you know, because I talk to so many military moms, I hear not just horror stories about housing, but I also hear about the wait list for childcare. You mentioned that there are wait lists of 18 months. So it's absurd. Well, you're PCSing again by the time you get your childcare. It, it's crazy. Yeah, it's not fair. It's it's solely on. I mean, and it's it's a it's a lack of valuing of a spouse. Yeah, exactly. That that spouse has to take what he or she gets regardless, and that whether they want to be employed or not is irrelevant. Whether they they have a profession, making sure that 
when a spouse gets transferred that the other spouse can stay to finish out a school term or to finish out a job or finish out a kid's school term. Right. And so that the spouses can separate. One can move for three months early before the other, depending on which one it is. So I think we got part of that in the bill, but that was specifically because they'd get no notice yeah. and you might be a teacher teaching a semester or your kids in school and you don't want to disrupt them in the middle of the school year. Like there's a lot of real considerations that you should give families before you move exactly. them. And we tried to highlight that. I don't know if it's in the final bill, but that's something I've been working on too. Oh, there's so much more to do. I mean, I actually, I, I had also suggested that the TRICARE cover the training of spouses to become doulas because that way yes. they can take that skill wherever they went. Yes, totally. And allow spouses to work at daycare centers mm -hmm. yes. to provide the 24-7 care that's needed and then the on-site training so they can become professionals in those daycare centers. Absolutely. So they should, it just should be all set up in every place where we send our troops that spouses who want to work and don't have a job can work in daycare centers and work um, as doulas and other, other jobs that they will always be able to do. Exactly. If moms ran the world. <laughs> so. If moms ran the world. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, Get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to catch you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public, the list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. I remember just before the 2016 election, um, you moderated a panel that I was on and you asked me what would be my elevator speech to a mom if she happened to come on the elevator with a stroller (laughs) about why she should vote. Or maybe you might have said how she should vote or who she should vote for. I said, it's easy because I would just tell her to vote for those who vote for you and for your family, for those policies that matter to you. And four years later, we've launched a campaign called Mom the Vote with What to Expect and with the What to Expect Project. And basically, it is nonpartisan, but the idea is to engage and inspire moms to vote and to vote for those who vote for you. Who care about moms, which is great. Exactly, because too many moms sit the process out. Yeah, and they don't know what their elected leaders think about these issues. And they need to know because there's a big difference between the various paid leave plans out there. I mean, the one that Jody Ernst and someone else um, support basically says, if you want paid leave, you've got to draw down your social security. Well, you're going to need that social security when you hit 65 or 67. Like, you're going to need it. I'm going to choose. Choose your child or your senior life. And it's and it's really going to harm women because they have less money saved away in social security mm-hmm. anyway because they tend to have um, chopped up work life and they earn mm-hmm. less. They don't earn a dollar on the dollar that white men earn. So they're already screwed in their social security. So drawing down is not smart. Whereas an earned benefit means everyone buys it and it's there for men and women. It's there for all families and that matters. And it should be a right. I'm just going to say all of these things should be rights. It's it's not rocket science. So I always say knowledge is power. It's especially empowering when you're pregnant, you're a new mom, that knowledge. Voting is also power and Mm -hmm. an informed vote, just like you said, is the most powerful of all. So what would you like moms and dads to know so they could be better informed, inspired, and energized about the importance of voting in 2020? I'm turning the question back to you if you're in the elevator. So there's two things I want everyone to know about the moment we're in. Number one, they have to fill out their census form because the census forms determine how much money your city or state gets for all the social programs that we're talking about today. Number two, make sure you vote. Have a plan. Make sure you're registered. If you want to vote by mail, vote by mail Mm -hmm. early. So it gets there on time and can be counted. Um, Just make sure your voice is counted. And, you know, just create your plan and do it now. And if you want to vote by mail, get your absentee ballot right now. So two things, census, vote by mail, absentee ballot, or make your plan to be in person and know where you're voting. Just make your plan. And spread the word. Tell, tell everyone you know. Spread the word. Make sure everyone you know and love does both things, census and vote. Mom the vote. And then we just lost an icon. Oh, yes, Ruth we did. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who blazed trails for all women who followed her, who will follow her in the future. All the little girls growing up now mm-hmm. are yet to be born. And I was so moved watching you and the other women in Congress paying your respects to her as she laid in state in the Capitol. And she meant so much to so many women. What do you feel is the most important part of her legacy and how should we best honor it? I think her legacy is that she fought for justice every day of her life. She fought for equality. She fought 
uh, to end discrimination against women in all its forms. And that's a pretty powerful legacy. Um, she spent a whole life doing it. So for all your listeners, you know, lifelong goals are important and things aren't immediate. You sometimes do need to spend decades fighting for what you believe in, but it's worth every, every effort. And she's just such a testament to resilience and enormous perseverance and persistence. And I, I think she's an icon and a legend for all of us to look up to and to try to, to, try to replicate. Yeah. She was the original working mom, right? Very much yeah. so. Amazing. If you've met one mom who inspired you most, who would that be? Well, I'd say my own mom definitely inspired me. Uh, she was a mom who, in her, her era, not many moms worked outside the home, but she did. And she went to law school and became a lawyer. She was a family lawyer. She helped people adopt children. She helped families buy homes. Um, she helped small businesses um, incorporate. So she did a lot of community legal work. And I really admired her because, you know, she would make the breakfast and she'd pick us up at five o'clock and make the dinner and just kept our house moving along, even though she had the same job as my dad. They were both lawyers. <laughs> but she was the one who, of course, juggled all the bits that moms typically juggle. And she just was a great role model for me because she never even questioned that she shouldn't have an impact on her community and her society uh, and that she wanted to do that. That's how she was built. It's what she wanted to do. And she never felt guilty about it. And she always just said, I'm just going to do both and I will show you how. And she did. And so I really enjoyed watching her. And now as a mom, uh, I seek my mother's advice on everything. And when I'm exhausted or really downtrodden, I go to her house and say, will you please watch the children? <laughs> will you please help Henry with this and that and the other thing? And can you please read Theo's Aww. essay? And she's like, of course. Aww. And so she's a very helpful grandma, uh, as well as a wonderful role model as a mom. Grandma's the best gig of all, I got to say. <laughs> best gig yeah, of best all. Gig. I just... I love how she does it, and I will look forward to it myself. Yeah, there's lots to look forward to. But what's great is that she raised someone who other women can be inspired by, which is a nice legacy for her as well. So I wanted to thank you so much for spending time with us today and sharing your insights as a senator, as a mom, and as a human being on this planet where we need more humanity. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Heidi, and thank you for being such an extraordinary leader and advocate. Your voice really does resonate and carries uh, very far and wide. So thank you for all you do to lift up the needs of others and for constantly making a difference. Well, thank you. We are on Team Mom. Yep. God <laughs> bless. You. Take care. Ooh, baby love, my baby love, I need you, oh, how I need you for listening. Remember, I'm always here for you. What to expect is always here for you. We're all in this together. For more on what you heard on today's episode, visit whattoexpect.com slash podcast. You can also check out what to expect when you're expecting, what to expect the first year, and the what to expect app. And we want to hear from you. Connect with us on our community message board or on our social media. You can find me at Heidi Murkoff and Emma at Emma Bing WTE. And of course, at what to expect. Baby Love is performed by Riley Beaterer. 
What to Expect is a production of iHeartRadio. For more shows from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. In my arms, why don't you stay? Need ya, need ya, baby love, ooh, ooh, baby love. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Hey, it's Zuko and Kayla from The Wake Up Call. Enjoy your podcast, but when you're done, don't forget about us. We have a radio show. We try to bring a smile to your face every morning. We also talk to some of the hottest country stars of today, and we like to share some good news with That's What I Like. Because Lord knows that's hard to find. When you're done podcasting your podcast, listen to us at 92.3 WCOL. Set your preset on your radio right now, and don't forget you can listen to us online on the iHeartRadio app.